Hi, and welcome back to the Business Tech Connect podcast. On today's episode, we're speaking with Brian Tews from Tews Mortgage. We're going to discuss the debate between automation and manually working with clients, how using secure portals increases security and efficiency for both clients to transfer sensitive and important data, and how mortgage companies are automating the loan application process. We're also going to look into how workshops can help grow your business and better communicate with your clients. Our special guest, Brian Tews, is originally from South Florida, but has been in Orlando now for over nine years. He graduated the University of Central Florida and obtained both a bachelor's and a master's degree in business management. He's a born leader and has spent five years in the finance industry, currently running his own residential mortgage brokerage. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, Brian is the owner of uh, Two's Mortgage. He came on the podcast to sort of talk about his business and how he's using automation to sort of better for his clients, his customers, things like that. So just tell us a little bit how, how you got started with your mortgage company. Absolutely. So uh, the mortgage company has actually been around for a little little over 20 years, thanks to my dad. Mm-hmm. But he's only ever been a, a one-man operation up until I, I came on board a couple years ago. So. Uh, from that point on, Two's Mortgage has now had two branches, one here in Orlando and actually one down in the Keys. And we focus solely on our clients and our business partners, which is primarily our realtors and, and title agents. So uh, we're trying to make it as smooth as possible for anybody to, to either purchase a home or refinance a home. Gotcha. And I guess with that process, you guys say you want to simplify that process. That's your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a difficult process. It's one of the biggest expenses or biggest investments that a biz- that a person will make in their entire life. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the ways that you guys simplify that process? I guess for your clients, and then how has technology sort of helped you guys to do that? Yeah, so it starts right at the beginning. We have an application that is done online, so it's not on paper, and that can be done typically in less than five minutes. Once that's done, you are the client's in a secure portal where they can upload documents. So again, you don't have to worry about trying to email it, fax it, come to our office and drop it off. No, you just upload it into the portal. And from there, we kind of just take the helm and come back to the client and say, hey, you're approved. We have an automated system that tells somebody you are approved or you're not. And we end up going back to the client and say, this is what you can purchase or refinance mm-hmm. or hey, you cannot do that yet. This is what you got to do to get there. So there's all this automation to just make it as simple, clean, uh, and quick and convenient uh, for the client. Definitely. And I'm sure you guys also throw in your own personal touch in there as well because they're, you know, one of the things that I think would probably separate you from a bigger group is you're probably more personalized with your clients. You're talking yeah. to them constantly. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not robots. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we speak about all this automation, but at the end of the day, we're talking to somebody before we send them that application. Once they're done with the application, they're giving us documents. We're not just emailing them saying, thank you, now wait to hear back. We're calling them and saying, Thank you for bringing that in. So we definitely put in that personal touch. We're also working on setting, sending them little uh, video clips to show them that even if you've never met us, we are human yep. <laughs> and that we are here, uh, you know, an actual human being working on your file. So we definitely put a little personal touch to differentiate ourselves. 
Definitely. And you said you have two offices, one located here in downtown Orlando mm -hmm. and one in Marathon, Florida. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the, uh, I guess, challenges and some of the benefits that you've noticed from managing two offices as you guys have kind of grown? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a huge challenge, I would say. And one of the biggest reasons for that is it's completely different clientele. Mm -hmm. Here in Orlando, primarily our bread and butter is first-time home buyers. Uh, if I had to pick a demographic, it's it's millennials um, that are tired of tired of renting and want to purchase their first home, et cetera, et cetera. Down in Marathon, uh, right in the heart of the Keys, it's investors and it's snowbirds in New York and Chicago and Canada looking to purchase vacation homes. So it's completely different clientele. Um, you're dealing with here in Orlando more tech savvy, I would say, clients versus somebody that's got the money to just, hey, I want to buy a million dollar vacation <laughs> home in the Keys. Right um, on the water. <laughs> yeah, right, right on the water, that'd be nice. But um, odds are they're gonna be a little bit older and they're gonna be a little bit more old school and they're not as keen to uh, doing uh, all the automation and they want to uh, maybe meet you in person when they're coming to down to look at the home. So the biggest challenge I would say with two different offices is, um, is the clientele and just knowing how to work with them. Definitely. And w one thing that you kind of mentioned a little bit, you talked about uh, the portal that you guys have implemented. One of the things that I think Solvera IT, if you follow us on, on social media, on our website, mm -hmm. we preach that cybersecurity is key no matter how big or small your business is. Mm -hmm. um, I think even two days ago from the date that we recorded this, we posted something saying, hey, how are you sending your clients data that it contains social security numbers, um, addresses, date of birth, information that's critical to their, you know, their when they're life. buying a home, yeah. that's critical to life. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about that portal that you guys have? And I think you guys are a great example of how to properly manage client data going back and forth. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, again, like you said, we, we have that secure portal that everything goes through. It's 256-bit uh, encryption. Um, so it's top of the line. And we try to push everything through there. If it's not going through there, we're avoiding emails. Uh, if we have to send something through email, it's password protected. Mm -hmm. uh, and other than that, it's going through a fax machine. Um, that's that's pretty much it. So everything is secure. And then for all of our hardware in the office, everything has got top of the line virus protection, et cetera, et cetera. So um, at the end of the day, our top priority is our client's security yeah. um, before anything else. So uh, when we got into this business and everything we operate is under that, that tight level of security. Definitely. And business owners, take note, if you're listening, that's that's the proper way to do it. That's number one. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're not watching out for your clients' data, you're not doing them you're not doing them justice on what they mm -hmm. what they're paying you to do. Yeah. Um, so going a little bit um, into like the automation category, we talked I think on my first podcast a little bit about automation and like where it can go. Mm -hmm. I think today we're going to sort of discuss how it's being used in a business here in Orlando um, that you're currently utilizing. So can you tell us like some of the ways that automation has sort of made your business run more efficiently and how it's had an impact on you and your clients yeah. and your employees? So right now what we are looking to implement and we will be starting soon is a part of that online application there will now be a section of rather than you saying this is your bank account this is how much money you have mm -hmm. you'll have the opportunity and again it's, it's top level security but you'll have the opportunity to log into your bank and give us just a verification, if you will, that yes, this is my bank account, this is how much money I have, so that you don't have to log into your bank, print a bank statement out, and then send it to us. 
no need for that. So asset verification is done within the application. It's done. Uh, one of the things that a lot of other mortgage companies are doing, and it's something that we're going to be looking into this year as well, is automating uh, employment and income. So same deal. Someone's got a job, we have to ask them to send in your pay stubs. You know, yeah, you say you make a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Um, show us that, right? So what a lot of companies are now looking into doing, us included, is getting that automated where same deal, part of the application before you're done, you are going to fill out a piece of information saying, yes, this is verification that mm -hmm. this is where I work, this is how much money I make, and now we don't need to ask you for pay stubs. And it just makes everything uh, so much faster. Because yeah. everyone go back and get paperwork, bring it back to you, and maybe hopefully it's right. If it's wrong, then now you gotta wait again. This eliminates all of that. And for us, for the client, it's just more convenient. Definitely. That sounds like a better process even when I'm ready to buy a home. So <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like yeah. the direction it's going. And yeah. and I know you'd also mentioned, so I think from a business owner's perspective, from my perspective and from yours, automation is a great thing if mm -hmm. used properly, but there are also some concerns that you might sort of have with that. Um, my job, I think, as an IT out resource for businesses is to say, I understand these concerns, let me help you overcome them. Mm -hmm. So what would you say some of the concerns that you're having, I guess, by putting some of this automation in there mm -hmm. uh, that you guys have sort of dealt with that might be a level of concern for you implementation? Yeah, so when, if we are automatically getting, say, their bank statements, mm -hmm. and we submit the bank statements, which again, they've given to us automatically, they didn't have to give us a bank statement for us to physically look at. Mm -hmm. There might be something on there that could be an issue when you're purchasing a home. Say someone's got $20,000 in the bank, but they had a random deposit of, of 15,000 cash. Anybody's gonna ask, hey, where did that 15,000 cash come from? Is that, is that mattress money? Is that a yeah. bonus from work? Where'd you get that? So if you automate these bank statements, um, it's almost, you're basically submitting it before you can look at it versus if someone says, hey, Brian, here's, your, here's my bank statements, mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, you got 15,000 cash deposit last week, let's talk about that. Where did that come from? So we can figure that out before we submit it. Let's take care of this issue before it becomes a headache. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the challenges along with, you know, we're talking about, okay, automatically sending in pay stubs um, with that verification. Well, what if they've got uh, some bonuses or overtime that uh, could be a headache to calculate. So sometimes you're thinking, yes, uh, automation is great, but um, more times than you'd actually believe, it's better to physically look at the paper and, and figure it out just because you never know what what might be on there. Uh, you can't take it at face value. Sometimes you got to dive into it, especially when it comes to um, trying to get a loan to purchase a, home, purchase a home. Do you think that some of those things could be offset by pre-education or pre-discussions before submitting that loan application with your clients that maybe there's like a, I don't know, just something to think about, maybe a checklist or mm -hmm. something like, hey, here are some of the top five, top 10 things that mm -hmm. we need to make sure before you submit our application that you go through and verify. And if you notice that any of these things are gonna be hit, let's talk. Yeah. Do, do you think that something like that would be a good way to sort of counteract that? Yeah, for sure. And we do have, 
Uh, all of our loan officers have that conversation with clients at the very beginning and saying, trying to figure out exactly what are you, what are you wanting to accomplish? Are you trying to purchase a home? Are you trying to refinance? And then, okay, let's talk about where you are financially. Let's talk about any kind of potential hiccups you might have had in the last two, three, five years. Did you have a bankruptcy? Did you have a short sale? What's your credit like? Did you miss any payments? We talk about all that up front so that, yes, like you said, um, if, if we sense that there could be an issue down the road, we know at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, same deal with, um, like we we're talking about the, the bank statements to assets and telling them, hey, when you fill out this application, there's gonna be a part there where if you put in your bank login, mm -hmm. you don't have to give us bank statements. We'll automatically know the money you've gotten there. But if there's an issue, anything that you might think we should be worrying about in there, let's talk about it rather than just do it and hope yeah. that hope that we don't find out because we will yeah. <laughs> unfortunately yeah so let's let's knock it out at the beginning definitely and i like that approach and i think for for business owners that are looking to sort of implement autom automation in their business those are some of the things that i think we as me as a it company and you guys as a business owner need to you know mm -hmm. have those conversations um even by having those conversations i still think it saves more time and energy and, yeah. and effort and efficiency at the end so, of the day yeah for sure um but definitely something to think about. And so one of the ways you're, I guess, also educating your clients, you guys started uh, or either started or going to start workshops. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a great way to sort of educate, work, let people know what you do. So can you tell us a little bit about the workshops you're doing and like how you guys are yeah. sort of addressing that? Yeah, so uh, we end up, and when we talk to anybody and they ask us what we do and we say, well, pretty much about 80% of our job is education. So okay. uh, when we got into this, we did start workshops and it was uh, first time home buying workshops, uh, mainly here in Orlando, but we're now doing it in Marathon too, where we are inviting anybody that has any interest in purchasing a home and maybe all they know is to go on Zillow and that's it. They don't know any better than that. And we are just educating them from this is step one to this is step the end, right? Gotcha. So uh, we're continuing to do those workshops this year as well. I think we've already got about three or four planned for the first quarter of uh, 2020. Okay. Uh, but what, we're, what I'm very excited about is uh, on top of those home buying workshops, we're now gonna start doing workshops for realtors and uh, educating them a little bit on the lending side. Not that it's their job to know, but they're able to give more value to the clients by saying, hey, not only can I help you find the house that you wanna purchase, but if you have basic questions about lending, I can assist you. Um, we wanna show realtors that not only with clients, but uh, for them as well, we're there for them. Yeah. And we're, we're basically, we're, we're partners with them when it comes to someone purchasing a home. Because when you want to buy a house, it's not just me you need. You need a realtor yeah. um, and vice versa. If you go to them, they're going to say you need a mortgage company. So, um, yeah, we're very excited about the workshop. So we're going to be doing for realtors uh, this year as well. It should be, if not the first quarter, definitely second quarter of 2020, we'll be starting that up. Definitely. Do you have any advice you would give to a business owner, an entrepreneur looking to start their own workshop? that you could They're, sort of get them started in the right direction? Or? For them to start their own workshop? Yeah. Um, I would say figure out what what's the problem that you think people have and create your workshop surrounded with the solution. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people have a great idea and just want to go in and, and talk about it, but really set, set a course. When someone comes into your workshop from the beginning say hey you're here to figure out 
the solution to this problem. I'm gonna talk about X, Y, and Z. So by the time you walk out of here, you know the solution and you know about X, Y, and Z. Uh, so anybody looking to do their own workshop, figure out what is the problem you're trying to solve and outline it. Um, outline it and make sure that everything you do is surrounded um, around that solution. Definitely, great advice. Um, now, it's interesting, this is the first time we've done this, so uh, you have a question for, for I guess, Solvera to, to answer. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, I want to discuss with you and, and kind of here is how Solvera IT, um, how do you help businesses become uh, more efficient? Gotcha. And so, I, I think one of the things that it starts with is there's three different things that Solvera focuses on. Uh, we, we said it in the beginning of 2020, but honestly, it's for the life of the, of the business. It's how do we make businesses more profitable, secure, and efficient. Mm -hmm. Those are the three things that we focus on. And what separates Silver out from other IT companies is that instead of just throwing solutions, you know, hey, we got your backup, hey, we got your virus protection, you know, everyone does that. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing different about that. It's the first conversation is, hey, how do we make your business better? How do we help you to grow your business? Mm -hmm. So I think when it comes to efficiency, it's saying, how do we sit down with your employees or sitting down with management saying like what are, the, what are some of the problems that you're actually having running your business beyond mm -hmm. just hey my computer's slow great what about every time i send an email to such and such she never responds or i'm missing phone calls because my phone system is going into too many places mm -hmm. um, finding ways to eliminate overly complex technology i think a lot of the times businesses we even my you know my business included sometimes we look at a solution we're like that's it. That's going to fix everything, you know? <laughs> and you get into it and you're like, all right, it does like one or two things really well, but then the other things, you know, not, not so well. Yeah. And so I think it's about looking into a business and seeing, okay, what technology are you using? How are you using it? And can you either eliminate or add to it to make it better? Mm -hmm. um, I've used hundreds of pieces of software over different industries, um, mortgages included. And I think that there are some things that some software that works really well, some that doesn't. So yeah. I think talking about those things with management and employees are important to make things more efficient. And then finally, I think it's figuring out what those workflows are. Um, for, so for you as a business, you said, hey, we meet up with a client, then we send them a, you know, a, an application after, mm -hmm. we, after we talk to them, and then after they do the application, we call them up, let them know they're approved. What are some of the ways, what if I could save you, I don't know, 20 minutes on that, in each application, let's say you do 200 applications a year, mm -hmm. 300 applications a year, 1,000 applications a year, and we're just able to save within that process 20 minutes for your clients that's, and for yourself. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And so I think it's about looking at those little things and sort of assessing in each different area. And like I said, that's that's what separates us as an IT company. Most will just come in there and say, hey, your technology's fine. Mm -hmm. We can all do that. We're all intelligent human beings that can run <laughs> IT companies. But how does your business get better? How do we make you more profitable, secure, and efficient? I think is what we focus on. Nice. Thank you. That's awesome. So, and I guess to, uh, to sort of wrap this up, mm -hmm. I, I did this question last week and I love it because I think it's more fun. <laughs> Just, I think one of the things that came up in our conversation was a lot of people talk about <clears throat> not wanting to hire a professional. I want to work with a professional because Google's available mm -hmm. or YouTube or whatever. We can learn something in five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of the problem is we just look up information, but we don't fully understand it. Mm -hmm. So talking to the professionals like yourself, what do you think in your industry is a common myth that people sort of see, whether it's through online searching, whether it's through videos, that you would like to debunk to let them know, hey, this is really how it is. Do I have to pick just one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can pick one or two. No, no I just have, I'll, I'll stick with one. Um, you know, funny, typically what I would say is a lot of people still think they need 10 to 20% um, 
down uh, to purchase a home when in fact it's, it's three. But that is actually something you can now Google and it's the first thing that comes up. So it's really not, a, not too much of a myth anymore. But what we come across every single day is people saying that they look at Credit Karma or they look on online at their bank and it shows their FICO score and they think that's the same score for a mortgage. Uh, well, it's not. Um, that, what you're seeing when you're logging to your bank, Credit Karma or any of those other sites, is what's called a consumer credit score. So when you go to apply for a credit card, that's the score they use. If you go to purchase a car, when the dealership pulls your credit, it's an auto credit score, completely different. Same deal when you're getting a mortgage. There's a completely different credit score. Um, typically, it's 30 points within one way or the other of Credit Karma, but that's a huge swing. So if Credit Karma says you're at 700, uh, we're talking, again, somewhere between 670 and 730 for, yeah. for a mortgage. So um, we get that every day. And I don't really think that's something that maybe, I'm sure Google has it somewhere, um, but yeah, we, we're getting that question every day or the belief, I would say, that, oh, my credit card says I'm at 800. Sweet, we still have to run your credit because yeah. that doesn't mean anything to us. Um, so yeah, I would say that's a huge common myth that everybody still uh, still thinks about. Definitely. So once again, for the fifth time or sixth time, whatever episode we're on now, it's ask the professionals how to do the things that you're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Google is a great resource, but it's not the answer to everything. Mm -hmm. And someone like Brian, who's done this for years, his father's been doing this for years, that's the kind of person you want to ask about stuff when it comes to mortgages. So that'll wrap it up. Brian, thank you thank for you joining us. I appreciate it, man. Thank uh, you for I know we've been planning for a while. Um, Really excited that you were able to come on the show. Um, appreciate your time. I hope to have you back on a future episode. If Absolutely. we can come up with something, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, also, thank you everyone for listening and watching and looking forward. Um, make sure to check out the podcast when it launches on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, any all the above. And also follow Silvera IT on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and, Twi and TikTok. Um, have a great week. Please like, share, review the podcast if you enjoyed it, and talk to you guys soon.